You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selig. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. My new best friend today is Tyler Barnes, director of recruiting and NFL liaison for the University of Iowa football program. We discuss his fascinating job and some of the surprising limitations he faces when trying to recruit student athletes. We dig into his background, his family, and how he found his way to recruiting as a career. And Tyler shares some insight on his mentors, the issue of name, image, likeness, opportunities for students, and why he thinks it's easier to be on the staff than it is to be a fan. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank, prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you having me, Tom. Well, good. So, um... Why don't we start off with, what do you do? That's a nice title. What what does the director of recruiting do with the Iowa football program? Well, we don't have enough time to cover everything, uh, but really anything that's going to touch the recruitment of a potential football student athlete, uh, I'm going to have my hands in from evaluation to roster management to unofficial visits, official visits, game day visits, um, organizing all of our summer camps, um, helping our coaches figure out where they're going to go out and see kids, who they're going to see. Uh, same with Coach Ferris and our coordinators. So it's really a, it's a, it's a nonstop job. Uh, there's no real dead time for us anymore, at least, uh, in the world of college football recruiting. But anything that's going to touch the potential um, of recruiting a student athlete here, I'm going to be heavily involved in here at Iowa. I know there's lots of rules with the Big Ten and the NCAA. Now, director of recruiting, so if they're on campus, you can talk to them and recruit them. Correct. Can you go off campus and recruit too? We can. There are periods of the year where our coaches are allowed to go and out you too. and see you, kids. You, 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 uh, right now, I cannot. Because um, you're the director of recruiting. Correct. Only, yeah. only coaches. full-time coaches can oh, go yeah, out. Yeah, so there have been great. instances where I've, I've gone out in place of some of our coaches for medical emergencies yeah. or, or coaches having kids, um, which I enjoy You know, because I'm the one talking to these kids most every day and, and evaluating their films. So I love being able to go out on the road and – uh, everybody that's in recruiting around the country is hopeful the NCAA changes the rules on that, but we'll see where it goes. So technically, you can go see a high school game. You just can't technically talk to the recruit. Is that is that the Unfortunately, rule? Unfortunately, uh, only coaches can go to high school games. Well, you're which kidding is, me. Which is brutal because, you know, Friday nights, there's nothing better than when high school football starts in the state of Iowa. And I live literally half a mile from Liberty High School. Uh, it'd be <laughs> great to take my son down there and catch a high school football game. But per the rules, we, we can't do that currently, which is... Uh, there are a lot of strange rules. Is th- there say. are. There yeah. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're working to try and get those fixed, but we'll yeah. see what happens. Well, I'm a high school football fan, too, uh, actually. Reese Morgan uh, coached at West High when my son played there. Okay. But West Reece. High plays at City High Friday night. Battle of the Boot this weekend. Battle of the Boot. So yeah. that's, um, I want to go out and see the game. It's, uh, it's, I, I'm a City High grad, but I'm a, okay. sort of a West High parent, you know. Okay. All right. I know House uh, divided. Garrett Hartwig real well. Yep. West High was just a quality person, in yeah. my opinion. Well, I wish I could be there. I'll be watching. I'll stream it from my house Friday night. That's yeah. typically how I get my football in, football fix on Friday nights in. <laughs> well, good. Well, tell me your background now. Where are you from, and how did you get to Iowa? Yeah, I was born in Peoria, Illinois, um, raised in Decatur, Illinois, graduated high school in Decatur, Illinois. Um, parents got split up when I was young, and, and then we kind of split time between both places uh, and grew up in Illini country. You know, Decatur is about 35 minutes from Champaign. 
my whole immediate family, my extended family, my dad's the last of 14, everybody diehard Illinois fans. <laughs> um, still have about 30 extended family members that are season ticket holders for Illinois football and basketball. Um, I've converted my immediate family and some of my extended family to Hawkeyes, but some just, they won't do it. Um, so growing up, you know, I, I loved everything about the University of Illinois. It was just too close for me personally. I wanted to get away a little bit. So I actually went to a small Division three school, North Central College in Naperville, Illinois. Went there for a year. Uh, just too tiny, uh, wanted to go somewhere in the Big Ten, and actually kind of by happenstance, my best friend from high school uh, went to a community college his first year and played baseball, and he was transferring to Iowa, uh, and he's like, hey, do you think about Iowa? And um, I would not suggest any kids do this this day and age, but I applied to Iowa, got in and said, hey, I'm just going to go to Iowa without ever stepping foot on campus. My first time on campus is my orientation. Going into my sophomore year in college, and uh, it's worked out, obviously, but probably not the uh, smartest choice to just <laughs> up and go to a school you've never been to before. So then what was your major at Iowa? It was actually a double major. I was a finance major, um, and then uh, once I started working in the football office and, you know, towards the end of 2008, um, things had changed, kind of were starting to change pretty drastically in the recruiting landscape, so I knew I wanted to stick around in football, so I picked up a second major and did sports management my second major and then I got my master's degree in rec and sports management as well so three degrees from University of Iowa truly bleed black and gold um, you know I, I wish I could tell you where my degrees are in my house they're probably in a file cabinet <laughs> somewhere um, but uh, yeah, it's it's you know I got really lucky to even have an opportunity to start working in the football office and at that time I was a little bit older than some of the other students and I kind of knew if I just stick around and and make them give me things to do you know make myself valuable right. that'll work out and coach O'Keefe Ken O'Keefe who was our quarterbacks coach and offense coordinator at the time. Um, one of my mentors kind of took a liking to me a little bit and kind of kept throwing more on my plate, and I'm, I'm glad he did. And, and, you know, the rest is kind of history at this yeah. point. So you were a student, so you were a, uh, like a in student intern. I was. My first, uh, I shared an office with two other guys. It was actually a closet. Um, we had a couple <laughs> of small TVs, and we would take the VHSs and the DVDs that were sent in by recruits and dub them into our system for our coaches to be able to watch guys. Uh, that's how I started, and a lot of statistical research and analysis stuff, and really just anything the coaches needed. You know, I was really there just to be a support to them and however I could help out. And, and Coach O'Keefe was one of the first guys that really got me in and, and really helped me learn how to truly evaluate high school kids and, and really understand what I was looking at. And I'm very appreciative to him to help me help me out with that and kind of started my path, um, you know, down that recruiting road. I, I didn't know for sure what I wanted to do in sports. I always knew I wanted to work in sports. You know, I was an athlete growing up, played every sport under the sun. Um, was vertically challenged at 5'10", so I knew I wasn't going to be a Division <laughs> One athlete. So I wanted to find a way to work with, you know, Division One athletes. And just as the time things were changing with technology and the coverage of recruiting, um, it was kind of the perfect time for me to get into it. And, you know, we needed more staff and kind of fell into it a little bit. And it's it's been awesome. It's been such a good ride since. So and then you went to graduate school. You continued to work in the, in the football offices. You, you were correct. You were there a, a, a number of years, right? Yep. So I was uh, I was a student assistant for about two years. I was a graduate assistant for about a year and a half, and I actually helped out Scott Southmade, who's our current director of player personnel, um, and then Paul Federici, who's our director of sure. football operations. So I swung between both recruiting and operations. You know, mainly seventy five percent recruiting, twenty five percent operations, because at that time our support staff was small. We had four guys. We had Scott Southmade and Paul Federici, Lavar Woods. I was our administrative assistant, and then Chick Egiasi, who played here, yeah. was our director of player mm -hmm. development. Um, and then, you know, eventually, uh, as I was finishing up my master's degree, LeVar bumped up onto the coaching staff, and I was fortunate enough to become a full-time staff member, and I uh, did that for about a year and a half before uh, heading down to Nashville and working at Vanderbilt University for three years in their recruiting department as well. 
That must have been a great experience. That's a great school. Isn't that a great place? It was beautiful. I love it. I had a whole new appreciation for academic schools. Um, Nashville, obviously, is a great time, mm-hmm. especially for a young couple with no kids. Yeah. Um, my wife and I enjoyed our time in Nashville. Uh, you know, I hate snow, so I, I certainly <laughs> didn't miss the snow of Iowa. I miss the weather down there. Yeah. Uh, but it was a great learning experience. It was good to get to a different part of the country and a different conference and kind of spread my wings a little bit. And, and I learned so much in my three years there that I think has really helped me when I came back to Iowa in 2016, just kind of give a different perspective on how we operate and what we do currently here at Iowa. So that's when you became the director in 2016. Correct. I came back here in 2016. My wife and I had no, um, we, we never talked about coming back to Iowa. That was not even yeah. on our radar. Um, I had actually just accepted a different job. Uh, when this popped up, um, and Coach Ferentz, you know, kind of said, hey, I've got this. We haven't told anybody yet, but we're going to have a spot open. What do you think? And I just said, no, no chance. We're not coming back to Iowa. Um, sat down with my wife and obviously talked things out, you know, for about a week, and it made sense. Wanted to start a family. It just made sure. more sense to come back here. And, yeah, it's been great. I mean, you know, we've, we've had a really good run since 2016. Obviously, it started for the team in 15. Um, but it's been fun. You know, it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, winning on Saturdays is – is a, is a big deal, um, but just the guys we get to be around, our staff's incredible, the players in our building. Um, that, that's what I enjoy the most, getting mm-hmm. to know these guys when they're kids and they turn into grown men and come from two-star recruits that nobody wants to talk to to NFL draft picks and just seeing them grow up in between and seeing how it changes their family and affects their family. It's, it's something that's really special to be a part of. Now, I think you and your wife have three children, is that right? We do. So we how old do. are they? We have a little girl that's six uh, in first grade, a little boy that'll be four, actually, at the end of this month when we play Michigan State, um, <laughs> and then a brand new little girl that's a little bit over three months old. So uh, we're busy, but it's a good type of busy. It's uh, it's fun. Now, I think you mentioned uh, as we were warming up here that your wife was a teacher but still active in the education community? Correct, yeah. She was a, she was a really a third and fourth grade teacher for a long time. And uh, now she is uh, an induction coach and in, in her job, she works for Grant Wood Agency. She um, really mentors first and second year teachers to stop the burnout rate and just retain those teachers. And um, she loves it. Yeah, it's, it's still working education. She's still around that aspect of everything. She's just not in the classroom every single day. Well, good. Back in the recruiting, I'm sort of a football fan. I think yeah. I'm, I'm sort of a football recruiting expert. I, <laughs> I, I read these websites. You we'll know. take whatever advice so you got. We get all these kinds. Of, but um, how do you go about, I mean, identifying, I mean, the five-star guys I read about, I guess I can find those guys, right? A hundred percent. How do you find these sort of, you know, two-star, you know, but who are really good? I mean, yeah. You just check yeah, film? Or you know, what? we're really lucky. Coach Ferris obviously in his 25th year. You know, we've got a foundation of guys that, that have been really good football players here that may have been, you know, overlooked and under-recruited. Um, you mentioned Coach Morgan. You know, Coach Morgan was, I mean, he's a legend in the state of Iowa. You know, he was the first guy that had the entire state by himself recruiting it nonstop, you know, for his entire time here. Um, but talent's just such a small aspect of what we're looking for. There's so many other things we're looking for. And for us, we're a big multi-sport team. Um, we look for kids that, you know, play basketball, they run track, they wrestle, they do other things other than just football. You know, seeing them, uh, you know, battle some adversity in a different sport is huge for us. Um, and we, we've got a, a list of position specifics and characteristics that we try and check every box we can on certain kids we're recruiting. And um, lucky for us, the state of Iowa is not a real heavily recruited state. It's certainly changing. There's a lot more schools and teams coming into the state to recruit our guys. But, you know, when, when you know what you're looking for and you know the type of kid you're looking for, and, and a lot of our staff has been here for a long time, so they have great relationships with high school coaches, not only in Iowa, but in the areas they recruit, you know, specifically the Midwest, um, it certainly makes it a little bit easier. But, you know, Coach Fade all starts at the top. You know, Coach Ferentz says, 
you know, what he preaches every day, the guys we have in the building, what he's looking for, you know, he simplifies things quite a bit, um, a lot more than some other places. And we just try not to overanalyze things or over-evaluate things. You know, we want to keep it simple. What you see on film is, is probably what you're going to get. And then we're going to add in what else do they do and what type of person are they? You know, where do they come from? You know, are they leaders? Do they really love football? Or are they, you know, do they have some intangibles that other people might not look mm-hmm. for? And we're okay evaluating that way, whereas there are some schools that only want the guys that have four and five stars next to their name and all these offers. And for us, none of that matters. We really just don't care. Yeah, It's more about the person than it is the player. So in recruiting, just generally – is that the key to be to be there first to identify the, the first, I mean, is that, is that a big deal or not? I mean, um, it used to be. Uh, I think it's changed a little bit now just with the recruiting coverage. You know, there's five or six major websites and um, publications that, that cover recruits around the country. And now if you're first, um, sometimes that can lead to kids blowing up and just it gives them more attention and other schools are going right. to come in. And, yeah. and there's a food chain in football. Um, you know, the Michigans and the USC's and Ohio State's and the Bama's of the world. They're higher in the food chain with us, and we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's good to be first, especially in the state here and maybe in the Midwest, but um, some other places it doesn't matter so much. It could come back to, to bite you a little bit. So it's it's a it's a balancing act for sure. But if we really like a kid, we're, we're not going to waste time. And he checks all of our boxes, and we've really done our homework on him and his program. If we like him, we'll, we'll move forward and offer him and start recruiting him. But, you know, we don't cast a row wide net. You know, we offer maybe 100, 125 kids in a class, and there are schools that offer five, 600 kids in a class. Mm-hmm. And for us, we can't effectively recruit that many kids. You can't develop true relationships when you're recruiting a mass amount of kids like that. So we, we kind of keep our net tight, and, um, you know, so far it's worked out pretty well. Now, when I read these recruiting websites, as you know, I'm sort of an expert, <laughs> I get the impression that some schools uh, offer a, a lot of kids, mm-hmm. and those are not maybe true offers. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that, that's... Committable offers, yeah, is, and yeah, the, they talk and about if someone business. says, I'll take it, they say, well, you're not, we aren't quite ready to accept it. Yeah. Where Iowa's different, right? If you make an offer, it's, a, it's an offer? Correct. It is, but there's also, um, you know, we're in a bank uh, recording this podcast. There's part of my job is the roster management, and I'm in sure. charge of making sure Coach Ferris and our coordinators know we had 85 full scholarships a year, which usually averages out to about 25 a class. So, you know, every year we're only going to take one quarterback. So we may offer four, um, and we let them know that, hey, you're one of the four we've offered, but yeah. it's first come, first serve. Sure. So if somebody commits, then your offer is no longer available at Iowa. So we try and be very open and honest when it comes to that. Um, some schools will use it to pressure kids. Hey, we're going to offer two run. We're right, taking yeah. two running backs. One just committed. You yep. only there's only one spot one them, left. Yep. Uh, we try and avoid that. You know, we want kids that want to be Hawkeyes and want to be here. We don't want to have to beg them to come to Iowa. You know, and that's it, maybe it's a little antiquated and old school, uh, but it's worked out well for us. And I think it helps us find the kids that truly want to wear black and gold. My impression is one of the strengths of the Iowa program recruiting is what they call preferred walk-ons. Could you describe what that is, how, how you go about that, and is there a limit? I mean, what's yeah, so, the, uh, you know, we had 85 scholarship guys. Um, our roster limit is about 125, 126. That means we're going to have 40 to 41 walk-ons any given year. Um, and we're very unique in how we recruit walk-ons. We recruit walk-ons the same way we recruit scholarship kids. Obviously, they just have to pay their way. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. we'll bring them on visits. We'll, we'll talk to them just as much. And it has been a huge advantage for us because anytime you watch, you know, Iowa football at any given point, there's going to be four or five starters that, that join the team as walk-ons. Sure. And sprinkle in the two deep as well. Um, but it's really, it's kids that, you know, nowadays they, they may have scholarship offers to MVC schools like North Dakota State, South Dakota State, UNI. 
and they've got to make a choice to their family to turn down scholarship money to walk on here. Um, and you'll get guys that, you know, luckily in state that grew up just their dream was to be Hawkeyes. And, you know, if they can make it work financially, you know, they end up coming here. And typically some we know some of the guys were, hey, this kid's probably going to be on scholarship sooner rather than later. Um, and it's worked out really well for us. And there's countless examples of walk-ons that have come here and just flourished and excelled. And, and Coach Ferentz is very good about rewarding walk-ons of scholarships right. if they've earned it. Whereas other schools might make you be a walk-on for four years because they want to go get the next best guy. Sure. Whereas if we have guys that earn it, we're going to put them on. Now, if you're a preferred walk-on, I assume you're a member of the team, but can you go to this training table? Are you just a full member of the team other yeah. than the scholarship offer? So actually up until 2015, um, you couldn't eat training table. Uh, you still, you know, you worked out with our team. You went to the same meetings. You got the same academic assistance. Um, the biggest thing was the meal portion of it, which is, you know, again, antiquated. But in 15, they finally changed that rule. So really now, when you're whether you're a preferred walk-on or a scholarship player, there's zero difference in how you're treated, how you operate, the opportunity you have, everything you do. Only difference is one's paying for their school and one is not. Right. And it's, it's nice. I mean, there's some kids in our team that don't even know who's on scholarship and who's a walk-on. And we love that because that's how it should be. That means right. everybody is there at the same table. They're treated yeah. the same and have the same opportunity. Okay, well, we, I don't know what, how we can talk, talk about what we can't, but um, we should talk about name, image, and likeness and the portal. Uh, can you talk about that? How that, yeah, it's, how does it's, that work it's in your wild, life? It's a wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. How, does um, that, how does that work in your job? Yeah, you know, the, the funny thing is the transfer portal's always been there. Kids could always transfer, and they've, they've manipulated some rules, and they've made these windows now. And, and I think now more than anything, the coverage has just um, kind of blown it up a little bit, just the media coverage that, that you see. And the, the portal now has become a little bit more popular with kids because, you know, we live in a, a microwave society kids come here and they want to be successful right away it's hard to be patient you know jay higgins is a great example that our starting middle linebacker he came here and unfortunately he's behind jack camel and seth benson two really good linebackers right pretty good players jay could have transferred whenever he wanted but he actually had a quote last week just saying hey i knew i had to wait my time learn from these guys and when it was my time i was going to take advantage of it yeah. which he's done um so that that's the the weird part about the portal is kids go places and after you know some unfortunately after a year say yeah, i'm not going to play i'm going to go to the portal and the grass isn't always greener. Um, just because you're in the portal doesn't mean you're going to have options like you might have had out of high school. It's it's, sure. a, it's a tricky deal. Uh, but the portal, it's it's definitely changed the way I, I operate in my job, uh, specifically in the last year and a half, two years. Um, and, you know, we had some, some pretty good success last year in the portal. The year before, we weren't real heavy in, in finding guys. But at the end of the day, we're, we're going to recruit the portal. We're going to look every year. But we know what our roster is, too, and if we have holes to fill, we'll go to the portal sure. and do that. But we're also going to recruit those kids the same way we do high school kids. We want to know why they're leaving. You know, we'll talk to the high school coach immediately. You know, what was he like when he played for you? We'll try and reach out to somebody on their, their most recent college staff to get kind of their thoughts mm -hmm. on the kid. Um, and then you still got to feel out the kid and just figure out who he really is. And, you know, three easy ones to cherry pick right now are, you know, Cade McNamara, Eric Hall, and, and Nick Jackson. You know, two kids from Michigan, one kid from University of Virginia. And those, those three guys are unbelievable. They're great people. Cade's a team captain. All three are leaders on our team. They mesh well with our guys. And, again, talent's great, and we need talent on our team, but we still got to make sure these guys fit our locker room because, right. you know, they're going to be down in that locker room every single day. And if they don't blend in with our culture and our current players don't get along with them, you know, things should go south real quick. I understand. Now, on this NIL thing, can you talk about that? that yeah, there, there's uh, how, yeah, how does that work at Iowa? I mean, what yeah, the, it's, in um, general, I mean, not just in general approach. Yeah, I mean, we're fortunate that, that Brad Heinrichs, um, I actually met him uh, on a golf trip uh, kind of randomly. 
I'm um, a Swarm member. There you go. Join the Swarm. We, we appreciate yep. that. Yep. Yeah, well, Brad was crazy enough to uh, take on this venture, and, you know, he was a golfer here at Iowa and a very passionate Iowa fan and especially, especially a football fan. Um, what he's done for, you know, the Swarm Collective and how he's built that in the last year and a half has been instrumental. And um, obviously they handle getting our guys deals and, and all the payment of everything and arranging the community service that our guys do. You know, but what they've done in the structure they built, I think, is really advantageous to how we operate as a football program. You know, they've allowed every player on our team, including walk-ons, to have a chance to make money, uh, which is unique. Most con- most places around the country, they're going to find a way to pay their top players and their right. top players only. You know, but the way we're built, I think Brad hit it on the head when he came up with this concept, is we want everybody to be able to make some money. Um, and at the end of the day, is you know, we tell all of our guys, it's the same in life, it's the same in the NFL. The better you play, the better our team's going to be. And the better our team is, and if you're a standout player, you're going to have more opportunities to make money through right. businesses mm-hmm. and deals and whatever comes your way. And, and Brad and his staff, they've done a, just a fantastic job of going out and finding those deals for our guys and, and just finding ways to, you know, allow our guys to have an opportunity to make money. And uh, unfortunately, in this day and age in college football, you've got to have a strong collective or it's just going to be really tough to compete. Right. And I hear the stories of some schools – maybe the South, have a lot of money to pay a big number. That's that's a different world, right? You can't compete with people being paying yeah, you know, you know, hundreds uh, of thousands of dollars, what that number is, or millions. Yeah. The, the numbers are just, I don't know if they're true or not, but they're just unbelievable. Yeah, when I say don't believe everything you read, um, you know, it's probably, it's it, there's a mix between what's actually taking place, but right. there, are, there are some schools that are throwing out yeah. big amounts of money, and, and I think you got to be careful with that, too. Again, right. the, the most important thing to us is making sure our locker room and our culture is, is not fractured and and that's something we were really worried about when this whole name image likeness situation started is just how is this going to affect our locker room? And I think Brad, again, Brad and his staff and the way they came up with the structure they have for our team is kind of ensured that, that that's not going to happen. And it's been really right. good. And, and, you know, knock on wood so far, it's uh, it's been great for our players. And it's good for them to have a little extra money in their pocket. You right. know, I mean, times have changed. And Kinnick Stadium sold out, you know, two years in a row for a reason. It's for those guys. It ain't for the coaching staff or the recruiting guys. It's right. for the players that are playing the game. Yep. So. Well, let's talk about who you are. Um, uh, what do you do if you, if you have a spare time? I think you play a little golf, I'm told, and you're pretty good at that. But I, 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 love, I love golf. Um, you know, with three kids, uh, obviously the spare time is, is my golf time's limited with three right. kids. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a homebody, but my family is extremely important to me, not just my family here in Iowa City, but my extended family, they come up for every single home game, which is good to see them at least, you know, seven weekends a year. They're at every bowl game. Um, being just a short two-and-a-half, three-hour drive away, we'll, we'll get home to see them a little bit. Um, but really just kind of being around family. And then, you know, when I can squeeze in golf, my wife isn't mad at me. I, I certainly try and get out and play <laughs> 18, sometimes 27, you know, depending on, on the day. But, uh, that, I mean, honestly, that's really it. I mean, that's yeah. really it. It's uh, I work in a job that's, you know, kind of 24-7. There's, there's a, a few weeks a year where you can kind of unplug a little bit. Mm-hmm. For the most part, you're, you're just always going. Right. Now, what about, uh, do you watch any television or all this streaming stuff or movies what, what, what do you yeah do you I mean, this time of year it's any any football high school or college see, yeah. or nfl <laughs> uh without a doubt yeah. but uh you know my, my wife and i we are tv show people um i'm a big drama guy actually just watched a show called blackbird uh just finished that that i thought was really good uh, wait really what was it what's what's that on what's, the uh, it's on uh, apple tv apple tv yeah, right, i would recommend blackbird. it yeah it's pretty it's pretty good uh, i'm a big drama guy i love sports documentaries um i love going back and, and really any sports just learn history of athletes and mm-hmm. coaches and um you know it's 
I, I like to read. It's be, you know, it's becoming tougher and tougher time wise to yep. to sit down and pop on a book. But I, I try and read a chapter of a book, you know, at least every few days mm-hmm. if I have a little downtime at work or if I'm working out, you know. But try and keep my brain stimulated with something other than just football when, when I can. What about vacations? Do you and your wife or the family, do you have every time to take a vacation? We do. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, it's changed, obviously, with kids. Uh, but we still, at this point, try and get away at least once a year for a few days, just my wife and I. Sure. I think it's good to have that uh, adult time a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, but family vacations now are going to be dictated around our kids. So it's usually somewhere on a nice, warm beach. Uh, I think we're going to try Disney World uh, next year. Pray for us. Uh, I've heard that's interesting. <laughs> um, but I know the kids are excited for it. And then selfishly, we try. And I, I, I'm, I'm the planner in our family, so I have to do all the logistics and the planning and all that. So I usually sneak in a, a good place that has a nice golf course next to it. Right. Uh, a golf course that's, you know, top 100 in the country that I yeah. can maybe go sneak on for a few hours. But, yeah. uh, we're, you know, my, my wife is, she's a beach bum. You know, yeah. anywhere she can go put her feet in the sand and, and we can have a couple of drinks and let the kids run around. That's, you know, that's kind of yeah. what we like to do. Yeah, of course, the ones that are six and four, they'd be perfect for Disney World. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're fired age. up. I just don't know if mom and dad are ready for Disney yeah. World. Yeah, we're still mentally preparing ourselves for that. <laughs> well, one of our members of our staff, they got uh, her husband won, won this trip down there, but they have two children. They were four and two. They left the two, two-year-old behind. Okay. They thought she wasn't quite ready. That might ruin the one of the four-year-olds. So it was a hard decision, but they and they, and they were they were have they did it. So my mother-in-law has agreed to come with us to watch the baby. So okay, yeah. um, she said she'll go as long as she doesn't have to do anything inside Disney World. So we took <laughs> her up on that. So she'll come help us out with the the third one next year. Well, good. Well, um, also uh, as uh, I don't know if there's the right term as far as mentors or or things you've learned from people. Uh, I guess obviously one would be maybe Coach Ferentz, but. Uh, uh, who Absolutely. Else, who yeah. else would you point to and say, gee, this has made a difference in my life? You know, I mentioned Coach O'Keefe. You know, he was one of the first guys that really took a, an interest in kind of me trying to get into football and, and really the evaluation side of things. Um, obviously, Coach Ferentz is my biggest mentor. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's you know, I'm in my, what, 12th year now with the Iowa football program, 15th year in college football, and there's something I still learn from him every day. And I think our all our staff would tell you the same thing. You know, he's just such a, a wise man and full of knowledge. He's forgotten more about the game than I'll ever even know. Um, and not even just as a football coach, just as a man too, the way sure. he operates away from the football building and off the field. Um, you know, and then, and, you know, again, I'm, I'm a big sports biography junkie. You know, I've picked up pieces. You know, I love reading books about, you know, the old NFL and the business of NFL, mm-hmm. how it came to be, some of the, you know, really famous GMs that kind of came up that way. But in terms of the two live people, it'd be Coach Ferris and Coach O'Keefe for sure. Well, good. Well, this has been, uh, this has been fun. Uh, again, I want you to know, I'll give you, before you leave, I'll give you my cell number. Okay. So if you have any questions about this recruiting <laughs> tips, hey. I'm going to have a few. Probably you can fire off whatever you want. We'll, <laughs> if you got any tips on anybody, I'll watch anybody you send over. Now, okay. the, now they may stink, and I may shut them all after five plays, but I'll at least check and see if they can well, play. Well, I've got to extend I have a nephew who lives in Idaho, and he will okay. he'll text me sometimes about the football or basketball. i got to get out here, and, Boise. this kid is the best player in the history it's of high school funny. Sports. Idaho actually has a kid that's committed to Boise State. He committed to Boise State over Texas, Michigan, and Georgia this year Whoa. who runs the 100-meter in 10-3. Um, one of the fastest kids in the country. Yeah. I don't know how Boise kept him home, but that's the only recruit I've heard of from Idaho in the last 10 years. So <laughs> okay, well, we won't. It's funny you mention that. I won't that. pass this on too quickly. <laughs> so. Well, good. Well, this has been fun with Tyler Barnes, the director of recruiting for Iowa football. Been here 12 years, um, uh, doing a good job. I did, the program is, is amazing. I know there was always a few critics out there, but uh, you know, I, I, read, I read these message boards, and, and if you read them carefully, you know, it's 
what Iowa has done, the, number, the victories and the, where it ranks and all that history of in the last 10 years, we're in, we're in, in the top, I don't know, is it the top 10 or top? I mean, there's it's, all sorts it's of It's been a good run. It's and been I a always good tell run. people, what I really care about is winning. <laughs> I only want a little more excitement. I, I like excitement too, but winning to me is important. I mean, as a fan, I just, it is. It's, I mean, I'm happier when at I win. At the end of the day, we're judged on 12 games a year and hopefully more. Yeah. So that's just kind of the life we live. Yeah. I mean, last year, I, didn't we start off, we were, were we two and four last year? We were three and four. Three and, and four. And then won five of the next six. I, yeah. I had written you off. I said, guys, <laughs> I, I get a little emotional. I said, I think, I think we're done. See, that's, we, that's okay, though, because we, we don't write ourselves off. That's the beauty of, you don't. of working. Then in, you won five straight games. Yeah. So we got to go back to work Sunday and figure it out. No, I, it's just yeah. I don't understand how you do that. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> admire the coaches because when things don't go well, I figure this thing could disintegrate. This could go right down the tubes. You know, sometimes I actually think it's easier to work on staff than be a fan because as a fan, you go back to work and all you're thinking about the whole week is the last game. Yeah. Whereas we, we shut it off on Sunday and we flip the page and, yeah. and we don't have to worry about the last game because we've got another opponent that's trying to come beat us. So selfishly, it's uh, you know we're kind of insulated over there and we have to flip the page, so that's kind of nice. But it's good to have critics too because that means we have people that care. <laughs> well, people you know, do care. There is interest, yeah. so that's okay. Uh, I do have one, one football tip for you. Okay. You, I went to a luncheon day and uh, one person was talking about the Penn State team. They'd watch some film course the claim this is the greatest football team in the history of college football so i want to <laughs> warn you already this is a, a good football team so that's <laughs> they're they talented it's gonna be that's a test. Told. it's gonna be a test for sure yeah, they're extremely talented an exciting night there and it's a whiteout right it is the whiteout it's hey. uh i think it's you know i've been in the sec and the big 10 now you know in 15 years and i think it's probably the, the coolest away game atmosphere you can experience the whiteout at penn state it's it's pretty it's pretty special i was there once yeah and they, hopefully oh nine uh no they beat us that okay but, they, right. but well. it was uh it, it's it, it's 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 a it's a fun venue. It is. And it people really were is. the wide out, and it and they were pretty nice to us. Yeah. And once I once went to Ohio State, and they weren't very nice to us. <laughs> They'd be just like by six touchdowns, and they were mean to us as we left the the field. I thought, wait a second, I'm, we just got creamed. Yeah. They, yeah, they weren't know. very they weren't very cordial. You'll have that sometimes. Hopefully, yeah. our fans are cordial with whoever comes to town, except yeah. for Iowa State. We don't we don't care about those guys. <laughs> but. Well, good. Well, thanks a lot, and. Um, Let's keep in touch, and uh, Mio, I'll bring you back here, so let's see how recruiting's going. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Okay, well, go Hawks. Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.